Hey guys, welcome back to A Guy and a Girl Talk Sports, where we are a guy and a girl who just really love to talk all things sports. You can expect a new episode from us every Monday and every Thursday at 6 a.m. on all of your podcast platforms, where we will cover off on some big sports highlights, some topics we like to discuss in the sports world, and then, of course, we're going to make some sports predictions as well. Yeah, but if you guys want your daily fix of GG Talk Sports, don't forget to hit up our social media channels. We have a Facebook page, we have an Instagram page, and they are just GG Talk Sports. But thank you guys so much for listening, whether this is your first episode or you guys have listened to all of them. We really appreciate every view and every listen. And if you could, don't forget to hit the follow button and also leave a review if you could, because we love to read them. So let's get into today's episode. So we're going to hit off on some highlights, and the first one I'm going to cover off on today is a particular player in the NBA who we have had some negative comments about in the last few times we've been making predictions, and that is James Harden. I wouldn't say we have super negative comments, but we've just been talking about how he's been in the lull because he has been. So finally, they played the Pelicans, and he kind of came alive for the first time in probably like the last month, which was exciting to see because... Honestly, it's not the James Harden we're used to whenever he's shooting 34%. So in the last 10 games, he shot 34% field goal percentage and only a 22% three-point percentage. But finally this game, he shot 50% field goal and 46% from the three-point line. So it was happy to see him back, see him actually scoring, see him shooting the ball well, and finally getting in a rhythm while also still having Russ on the court too. So it was a good duo between them. James Harden has been killing it, scoring for the past like two to three years. So I think a six-game lull is bound to happen over that long of a period. So yeah. either way, it's good to have him back scoring and doing his thing. So we'll see if it continues or if he drops the ball. But let's also touch on the Australian Open because it just got done. And sadly, I was just wrong on every single pick I've made so far this week. So that's that. <laughs> but Steph, on the other hand, has been killing it. And she actually called it. So who did you call to win? So I called the men's champion, which was Novak Djokovic. He ended up winning in a five-set match against team, and it was a super close match, so I was almost not right on that one, but he pulled it out in typical joke fashion, but we were both completely wrong and never probably ever would have predicted or guessed who the women's champion was because it was Sophia Kennan from the United States, and to be totally honest, like I don't think I've ever even seen her play until this tournament. Yeah, I definitely haven't either. Yeah, and so, don't even think I knew who she was until I. <laughs> eh, that's not true. I saw like an Instagram post about her right before the Australian Open, and that was like the first time I've ever even heard of her. Right. Just being completely transparent with that yeah. one, but either way, she kind of kicked Coco Goss' ass. Yeah. Not really kicked her ass, but you could just tell that there was six years difference between them. Coco's yeah. fifteen. Sophia or Sonia is her nickname, I guess. Yeah. Was twenty one? Is twenty one? So I mean, you could kind of tell the age difference, honestly. Yeah. Which Coco Goff like will be back, yeah. 100%. But also, that just kind of says like how strong USA women's tennis is going to become because you have two really, really young... I mean, you probably have more than two, honestly. So just to kind of go back to the original point, shout out to Sofia or Sonia, whichever one you go by. I'm not quite All sure. Of <laughs> All of the above. Congratulations on winning the Australian Open. It was pretty impressive to see who you went through. So for example, she started off, in my personal opinion, really kind of going through Coco Goff to really kind of get herself in position to win the trophy. Yeah, I agree. And then she also kind of went through Australia's own. I know. Number one ranked, Which is kind of nuts. It is nuts. And the other person who we were thinking was going to win was Halep, and they both lost, her and Barty both lost in the semifinals, and that's what got Kenan to the finals, and she beat Muguruza, 
I don't know if I said that right, but Maruza. I went for it. Yeah, <laughs> I went for it. But regardless, that's who should be in the championship. So it was super impressive. That was also a three-set match. So some good tennis in those finals and a good tournament all around. So it was super fun for tennis to be back. And now we have some other tournaments to look forward to a little later in the year. Yeah, and we also have MLS starting up too, which is pretty exciting, but that's going to be a whole episode in itself because yep. they just had a huge expansion coming and we really want to talk about it. But once again, that's not this episode, so subscribe so you can listen to it. <laughs> um, but anyways, the final point, or I guess it's just a, we're going to start a fun thing. It's called GG Fact. We're just going to put out one fact that we found randomly. It could be something small. It could be something not small. We don't really know. It's just going to be a fun fact of the day. Yeah. And this one is going to be talking about how much money the NFL pays players that don't actually play. Yeah, it's kind of crazy to think about how many players have contracts, but then they don't actually end up playing games because of injury, but yet the teams are still entitled to pay those players. So I don't think I would have guessed that this number was as big as it was, but when you say it out loud, I guess it makes sense, but also still blows my mind. I mean, I don't even think it makes sense, because like, honestly... All right, so NFL teams paid over half a billion dollars to starters who missed time with injuries this season. Receivers were the most costly position at $72 million in missed games. That's baffling to me. One, there needs to be maybe a clause in the contract. Unless you're, like, severely injured, like, on IR, I understand that. You should get paid because it's not your fault. Yeah. But if you're just, like, a bruised bone or, like, I don't know, something kind of small or minute and... There's just a huge difference between playing through pain and then, like, playing through injury. Yeah. Personally, I just, I don't know. There's got to be a, a vast majority of players that could have probably played some of these games this season that just didn't and got a paycheck. Yeah. I don't know. I think that I agree with that. It's crazy how much money they pay out. And then, like you said, some of these players probably could have played, but it would just be so hard to be able to monitor or set some of, some sort of, like, parameter around what qualifies as getting paid and not paid. Oh, yeah. But, I, I mean, agree. I totally agree. It's just like, baffling. I know. It's such a huge amount of money to pay players who didn't actually play the game, but... So what if you just did, like, a percentage, for example? Yeah. Like, like if you didn't play, you didn't get, I don't, I don't know, even if 15% or yeah. whatever. I don't, yeah. Something small. But that way, one. And then maybe the that NFL team has to donate that money to a cause. Yeah, that's true. Because that way, one... The, the NFL is still making that money and paying that money out, yeah, which okay. they already designated. Right. But two, the player that doesn't play doesn't just get to pocket millions of dollars. They still get millions. Yeah. And then they also get to give that to a charity or something. I know. Oh, I like that. That's a good it's idea. It's not a terrible idea. Yeah. And then so that money would still be putting like being put to good use, but it just isn't, I don't know. It's no, just it's not, not going to waste. Like, yeah. no offense to those people that are deservingly, you know, entitled to that money. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you're only deservingly entitled to that money if you play, in my personal opinion. Yeah, I agree. So it's super interesting. That was our GG fact. Um, stay tuned for more episodes for more facts that we'll bring to the table. Yeah, random. And that was also like completely off the off the cuff. We didn't really talk about that no. or anything like that. But once again, go check out our social media channel, GG Talk Sports, Facebook or Instagram. And let us know what you guys think, because that was kind of an interesting point or fact or, you know, discussion. discussion. Yeah. So, uh, but... I do want to talk about this, not for very long. I'm going to let you cover this because I'm a little bummed out. Um, damn it, I don't even want to say it. So congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. Don't sound so upset. Congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. It was a well-deserved win. Oh, well-deserved. I'm not taking anything away from them. The, the Zebras missed a call or two. That doesn't matter. The game is the game. They lost. And honestly... I have zero doubt in my mind that the 49ers are going to be back there probably in the next year or two, potentially next year in general. 
But the Chiefs ended up pulling it out. They were down 10 points and still managed to have a comeback in typical Chiefs fashion, apparently. They yeah. just are always down double digits and then end up coming back. Um, Patrick Mahomes didn't play super well through like the first half slash maybe even a little into the third quarter and then finally kind of picked it up. But overall, the Chiefs won. I would say the 49ers defense is still super impressive. Yeah. I mean, they played well. I Honestly, I, and this... I feel like such an asshole saying this. Richard Sherman kind of got toasted, and he also kind of slipped on a couple of plays. I'm not saying he's a he. He didn't. I'm kind of saying it. He didn't play a great Super Bowl. I think that they might need to bring in a second corner, not not to replace Richard Sherman, but I think that I, I don't know. I don't know. I just it, I was worried for. I, I was like actually worried watching Richard Sherman on an island by himself, and this is like the first time I've ever kind of doubted Richard Sherman. I was like, what the hell? Like, what am I doing? I can't doubt him. And then he got burnt by Sammy Watkins. And I was like, oh man, what am I? I'm actually kind of doubting him right now. Yeah, that's true. So I would say maybe I take back my statement and I think that the 49ers defensive line did a super good that's job. True. Because at one given point, there was like 11 knockdowns and two or three sacks yeah. on Mahomes. So and they caused those picks, hands down. Yeah, they caused exactly. those two picks. So I think that the defensive line did a super good job of containing the Chiefs offense as long as possible. I mean, I don't think any other team has done that well against the Chiefs offense for that big like a big percentage of the game, it was just in like the last quarter that. Well, I mean, yeah, the Chiefs were averaging higher. like forty-three points a game in yeah. the postseason. So to hold them to what 31. was it, thirty-one? Yeah. I mean, that's impressive. Yeah. In itself, and on top of that, you get two interceptions off of Patrick Mahomes, who had never thrown an interception in his whole entire playoff yeah. career. Yeah, exactly. But so, what's that make you think? Like, I personally, there's two things that stick out to me in this game. And this is why I think the 49ers lost. One, I'm not going to blame the refs, but I am going to say that that George Kittle offensive pass interference, yes, he pushed off, but they were both pushing. I would have let it slide because you didn't see him call it against any other player in any other moment of that Super Bowl. But when it's, you know, they're driving down, going into half, and they get a big completion, that could have either turned into seven or three. They then throw the flag and they don't get any points. The second thing... Kyle Shanahan, what the hell were you doing in the last few minutes of halftime when you didn't take a timeout and give your team a minute and a half to run your two-minute offense? Yeah, so I, I know that they were that was a bit controversial even by some of the people who were commentating on the game. And I think in the moment, if it's a tied game and you know you get the ball in the second half, I get maybe not trying to be super aggressive and then causing a turnover or something. Um, just going into the half, but at the same time, you're in the Super Bowl, you can't just play super conservative, which I think both teams got caught doing a few times throughout the game, playing more conservative than they would have normally, but I think that's probably what he was thinking, but obviously it didn't pay off for him, Um, but yeah, I agree, you you have to be aggressive if you're in the Super Bowl, that's like your one chance to win, so you have to The Chiefs were nowhere near complying or anything like that like they were very aggressive in my personal opinion they went for it on fourth and one twice yeah like that it's pretty aggressive said yourself even on their first drive that it was three very conservative plays coming out to start the game yeah but i think that was literally the only time that they were conservative was the first 10 plays that they scripted out because one i think andy Reid just wanted to get patrick mahomes feet wet in the super bowl yeah it didn't work that well, but <laughs> yeah. either way, I think that's what the game plan was. Yeah. But after that, Andy Reid called a great game. He he outcoached Kyle Shanahan, I will say that. So I don't think Kyle Shanahan folded. I don't think either of the coaches played or 
played they didn't play weren't on the yeah. field. But I don't think either coaches coached poorly. I just think looking back on it, I know Kyle Shanahan's going to bed with some regrets. Yeah. I guarantee you you're right that he probably wish he would have called that timeout and given them a chance to at least get some points on the board to go I think going into half in general up would be a big morale booster versus just going in tied. So I agree. I think he definitely could have. He probably will regret that one, but it is what it is. What did you think about Jimmy G? Did you think everybody's talking crap about how he wasn't going to be able to throw the ball, play well, this and that. Did you think he played well? I think he played well. I think he he didn't really miss any throws. No. But I, I just think that, I don't know, maybe it was a couple of the coaching calls. Maybe he could have called a couple better plays. But I think Jimmy G played a good game overall, personally. I think Jimmy G played a super good game. I know that sounds like uh, probably a little overenthusiastic, but I think he played a super good game because, one, he was expected to throw the ball a ton more than what he has in the past few games. And he had a lot of completions. Yes, some of the balls were a little high, a little low versus just right on target, but his completion percentage was well within a good range, and he only had one interception. Which, which was 100% his fault. Yeah, I was just about to say, it was definitely a bad throw. That's he never true. should have thrown that ball, but at the same he time... He had technically two, I guess, because he did throw that one at the very end of the game. Yeah, but that's like... But that's... that's too yeah, far it doesn't matter. Way, yeah. It's going to show on stats, but it doesn't matter. But that was not even like a like, fair... No, God, no. They were going <laughs> to yeah. lose anyways at yeah. that point. He, he was, was just trying just to like get Hail something. Mary. But yeah, no, I agree. That first pick was 100%. I think that's probably the only throw that he made that wasn't... A smart throw, least, honestly. And it was not at least, a, like, a decent to good pass. Yeah. Because most of the other ones, if they were incompletions, was not because it was a super crappy throw. It was just, it wasn't a completion. So I think that he actually played really well, and I'm happy for him for that. But, obviously, I don't think he'll actually care. <laughs> yeah, it'll be <laughs> interesting to see if, I, I think they'll be back maybe next year, honestly. Because yeah, I agree. they've already had, they've paid the players that they needed to pay. And they already have the rookies that they already needed to have. Mm-hmm. So I think that they should be good. The Chiefs, on the other hand, is going to be interesting to see how this whole thing plays out. Because there's a lot of players on the Chiefs team that are about to get paid either by them or by somebody else. Yeah, I agree. And I think, obviously, we are pretty certain that Patrick Mahomes will get a massive contract probably within the next week or two. Yeah, he's probably going to be the highest paid quarterback of all time. Right, but it'll be interesting to see some of his like weapons who's going to actually be back on the team. So all of that kind of like free agency and trades and all that sort of stuff will... We'll cover it in the next episodes as it actually unfolds because I know there's some big topic ones that will probably happen like a Tom Brady, like a bunch of other ones that are going to end up unfolding. So we'll make sure to cover off on all those as they happen as well. Yeah, shout out Tom Brady on the nice Instagram post. That was actually a Hulu commercial. Okay, that Hulu commercial was funny. It was actually pretty good. It was not actually like funny, but it was just like really good. No, it was just like funny. I think you... No, it was funny because you mean it like it was funny because one... Everybody's like, oh my god, is Tom Brady going to the Raiders? Oh my god, is Tom Brady going to Tampa Bay? Yeah. And then in reality, jokes on everybody. Retiring. Yeah, <laughs> jokes on everybody. He's actually doing a Hulu commercial. Yeah, exactly. So I think it was, it was hilarious. Because also the amount of like conversation and media coverage that that one Instagram post created is pretty funny. So, anyways, the Chiefs did end up winning. So, congratulations, the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. As much as I'm disappointed that my. Five-year prediction of Jimmy G winning the Super Bowl. It's still very, very out there. Still very in there. But also, I just want to say congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. Congratulations to Steph. Congratulations (laughs) to her family because they're huge Chiefs fans. So, uh, yeah, it it was a cool... It's a cool moment for Kansas City fans, especially the ones that have... Let me just say this. Especially for the ones that are true 
Chiefs fans, and you guys know who you are, the ones that are hopping on this bandwagon at the very end, y'all suck, and uh, y'all can enjoy the moment, but you don't deserve the moment. (laughs) (laughs) So, the Chiefs fans that have been Chiefs fans, congratulations to y'all. You guys are the real MVPs for staying true to the Chiefs kingdom for that long. I know. And you couldn't have honestly found a better, you know, as much as I'm pissed at Andy Reid. You know, you ask me why am I so mad at Andy Reid. You want to know why? Why couldn't he have won one with the Philadelphia Eagles when I was a massive Eagles fan growing up? Because he didn't have Patrick Mahomes. He had Donovan McNabb. Don't even try and compare those two. Okay. Eh. No. All right. Let me just say, (laughs) Donovan McNabb is good. Patty Mahomes is great. Exactly. And he also has better weapons, and he just has all the pieces to the puzzle. But you had a massive, like, I mean, your defense on the Eagles was, like, I mean, mean. Like, all right, anyway. That is why (laughs) I am disappointed in Andy Reid. Andy Reid, if you're listening to this, why couldn't you have won one with the Eagles? I want a response out of that. I'm just kidding. He said it was worth the wait. So, he did. So, <laughs> damn it. That it was not with the Eagles, but it was with the Chiefs, and I'm happy for him for finally getting his Super Bowl after, I think they said, 31 years or something crazy like that. So Yeah, it's been a while. So, all right, Hall of Fame? Yeah. Okay, I, so. I agree. I think he was a Hall of Fame regardless, yeah, just because of the kind of person he is and the kind of leader he's been in the NFL for so long and the kind of just developing, just kind of the developer of people he is, if that yeah, makes sense. Yeah, players and coaches. Yeah, so... Once again, though, long story short, congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. Congratulations to the true Kansas City Chiefs fans. Y'all the real MVPs. All right, so that kind of leads us into our second topic. We're staying in the NFL realm. This is probably the last time we're going to talk about, like, the true NFL for a while. Obviously, we're going to talk about free agency, but that's not really the NFL. That's just, like, free agency drama. I don't know. It's just news. It's not fun. It is fun. It's interesting. But all right, so we're going to talk about... The NFL honors, because they just happened, obviously, they happened <laughs> right before the Super Bowl started. So, we're going to start off with Defensive Player of the Year, and that went to Stephon Gilmore. Do you agree with that? I have a hard time with this one. I think this is probably one of the only ones I'm not super sold on, and I think it's just because I agree that he was a great defensive player, but I don't know if he was the most impactful defensive player in the league this year. I think there were some players who had bigger impacts to their teams, but I don't, I can't disagree because obviously he's super impressive and had a really good year. I mean, yeah, he was locked down. Yeah, but I just think, I I think that there were just a lot of good candidates for this one, so I understand that they had to pick somebody, and I, like, you can't disagree with him, but I just think it probably was a hard decision because there were a lot of good defensive players this year. So do you have somebody else that you would have put in there? I mean, I know that... He won another award, but I think Nick Bosa had a super great year. Obviously, we just saw him play in this game, so I think he could have been in the conversation. I think that... As a rookie? Yeah, why not? Why does that matter? I guess it doesn't. It doesn't. I just... I Personally, I wouldn't have put him in there, so I was just shocked at hearing it. So, yeah, I just think there's some other potentials, but I don't disagree with it. Okay. I think you'll agree with this one. Comeback player of the year, Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, that one was just a crazy, like, there was no way anybody could have guessed that he was going to come back and play as well as he did, especially, no offense to him, but he was really terrible at the Miami Dolphins. It was not a good look. And then he came to the Titans and somehow just, like, showed up and took them to the divisional championship. Yeah, it was nuts. And, yes, he had some crazy talent behind him (laughs) in Derrick Henry to help him out, but I agree, just his talent in general The improvement that happened just between, like, two seasons is crazy. Yeah, no, I agree. What he was able to do, 
was phenomenal. Also, shout out Mike Vrabel. We saw him at the airport today. <laughs> yeah, we, did. <laughs> uh, we didn't want to interrupt you as you were doing something, but congratulations on a fantastic season. We really enjoyed kind of talking crap at the very beginning and then actually, you know, obviously going back on it. Going way <laughs> back on it and yeah. showing the respect that was much due and owed. But can I throw somebody else in there? Because I kind of disagree with this pick. I don't, but I do. I kind of want to see your thoughts when I say this. Why isn't Jimmy Garoppolo? Yeah, I like coming um, off of an ACL tear and then leads his team to a Super Bowl. I don't disagree. I don't know if they consider an injury a comeback player. Like I don't know if they. I think it is. I I don't know the parameters for a comeback player, but I would assume if you weren't playing, yeah, the last season and come back for the next season that your comeback. Yeah, true. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm Regardless, just saying. I right think though, he is a good. Yeah, I think he would be a good alternative for sure. I think what he did was obviously impressive. But I, I don't know if that's like a thing. If they, or if you played too many it. games in the previous season, because he did play True. a few. True. I don't, I don't know. know. Either way, yeah. I think Jimmy Garoppolo could have definitely been in there. Um, all right, this is where you agree 100, percent and you wanted to have him be defensive player of the year. So Nick Bosa won defensive rookie of the year. I agree with that, hands down. Who yeah. uh, maybe? Mm, no. no, actually, nobody else. <laughs> yeah, there's nobody else. He played fantastic. That he, one was well deserved. Yeah, well deserved. I mean, he even made an impact in this game. He, I think, he caused Patrick Mahomes to fumble. Patrick Mahomes ended up recovering it, but yep. even in the Super Bowl, he had a massive impact. So, whether a rookie or not a rookie, he had an amazing year. It's going to be interesting to see that defensive front just develop more. Yeah, hopefully just, they all yeah. stick together. Hopefully they stay I think there. they should because I think most of them under contract. I'm not 100 percent sure on that. Yeah, but all right. This is where we actually kind of come to a little argument about. Uh-oh. Offensive Rookie of the Year, Kyler Murray won it. You did not agree with this. I really did not agree. And once again, I don't know if I can tell you somebody who I would put in his place, but I just don't know that I think Kyler Murray was as impressive as a deserving... I got you. Josh Jacobs, the running back for the Raiders. That's who we both agreed on. Oh, yeah, that's right. You just, I think you probably forgot about him for a I second. Did, yeah. But I just think that Kyler Murray, yeah, he did okay, but I don't think that by any means was he super impressive. I know he didn't have, like, a super strong team around him, um, but at the same time, I think there was a lot of fluctuation in his performance. So, I don't know. I mean, good for him for winning it, and I know he's going to improve probably year over year, too. But just as far as, like, his rookie season, I don't think that it was, like, blowing me away by any means. Yeah, I, no, I agree. Yeah. He he did good. Don't get me yeah, wrong. What exactly. he was able to do was fantastic. You you showed or he showed signs of greatness. He showed signs of a franchise quarterback. But Josh Jacobs, given he suffered that shoulder injury in the back end of the season, right? What he was able to do as a rookie in a very competitive conference where you really don't see many rushers take over a game, he did a fantastic job, in my yeah. personal opinion. I agree, and I think. I don't know. Probably just because he was the number one pick, he got the as long as yeah. he did. Well, good. he also played the whole season, and Josh Jacobs, I think, missed a, a game or two, yeah. or, or he might have played limited reps, yeah. whatever the case may be. But I mean, good for you, Kyler Murray. I'm excited to still see oh, what yeah. you can do in the next few years because Huge I'm sure fan. that you will do super well. But I don't know. Not. The best rookie season I've ever seen. No, God, no. But huge fan of his, and I yeah. think he's going to do great things with the future. And I'm also interested to see Larry Fitzgerald because he is actually coming back for another year strictly because he loves Kyler Murray and what he brings to the table. So it'll be good to see. Yeah. But, all right, I agree with this one. Well, actually, I maybe don't. I could maybe throw another coach in there. Coach of the year, John Harbaugh. Yeah. Do you agree? I don't – I mean, yeah, I guess overall if I'm thinking about 
a coach and a team that he's brought together and what they did. I get it because obviously we know or we're about to know or talk about who won the MVP award too. And the season they had was extremely impressive. But at the same time, you didn't make it super far in the playoffs. And I don't know, once again, I don't know what they're always considering when passing out these awards. I think a majority of it is based on the regular season. So I would agree with it based on the regular season. Okay. What about Mike Vrabel? I know. that's what Is that who you were thinking of, yeah. too? Because I saw you, you were going to say something, then I saw you kind of hesitate. <laughs> because I don't know if they actually considered the playoffs. I'm pretty sure that these awards are mostly based on the regular season performances. They are. And I think that, yes, Rabel did a super good job in the regular season, but I think when we saw him be even more impressive was in the playoffs. I agree. I think what he was able to do then is kind of what showed us his actual performance and actual abilities. So because of... That, I think I can understand why they didn't give it to him if it's solely based on the regular season and yeah. not considering the playoffs. I would See, my only argument in that would be, without him making that change in the regular season, the Titans would have never had a playoff. Yeah. They would have never played in the playoffs. They would have never made it to the record that they had. So that's the only reason. Because for me, personally, if I'm going to give Coach of the Year to somebody, and don't get me wrong, what John Harbaugh was able to do with the Ravens this year is Freaking crazy. Big right. trust. Straight up. Oh, big God. trust. Uh, sorry, I had to. But, no, I think that, I don't know, Vrabel, he might have been in contention for it. I'm sure he was. But I think that, personally, that's a coaching change. Like, without him making that change as the head coach, they would have never had the success they had. Yeah. But also, without John Harbaugh having the faith that he had in Lamar, yeah. they would have never had the success they had. So, I agree with, I, I think I agree with it just based on records. But, yeah. I agree. Personally, Vrabel, would it would have been cool. It would have been super cool. And like you said, I think coaches of the year are the ones that had to make tough decisions, and that led to good outcomes, and that would describe Vrabel's season to a T. So, I don't know. I agree. I think he would have been a good candidate as well, but I'm not going to say that Harbaugh didn't deserve it. No, yeah. <laughs> well, no. you're not either. But I'm I would never say that, too. But I, yeah. I, would, I just wanted to throw a little controversy in there and, yeah. and say Vrabel. All right. Offensive player of the year, you can't argue this. Well, maybe there's only one person that you could even throw into this contention besides him, but Michael Thomas won offensive player of the year. I have somebody that I can easily throw in there. I know who you're going to say, say it. And that would be Christian McCaffrey because he literally had the best season by a running back in a long time. And I think Michael Thomas, once again, I'm going to use the word impressive a lot, but I think he is extremely impressive. And what him and Drew Brees are able to do is like next level relationship between a quarterback and a wide receiver but once again Christian McCaffrey how is he not I don't know I just think what he was able to do for his team in general and comparatively as well to other people of his same position I think it's it's tough to not give it to him no yeah I agree what I mean my god I think he had like 46 percent of touches on their possessions on offense yeah which is nuts but I will say this Michael Thomas statistically had maybe one of the best receiving years of all time. Yeah, I, I mean, statistically, he racked up number one in receiving yards, number three in receiving touchdowns, number one in first downs, number one in targets, number one in catch percentage, and then he had nine games with 10-plus catches, and he's also, if anybody gives a crap, 99 on Madden. So, <laughs> yeah. I, I just... So is Christian McCaffrey. That's true. So, we got two 99ers going against I him. <laughs> I agree. I think that wide receiver-wise, he was clearly the best. There's no questions asked there. And I think it'll be hard for somebody to come and have a, a similar season to him 
in the foreseeable future. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I, I still, once again, I'm never going to say that any of these people don't deserve it because there's so many good players. You can't just, it's hard to pick just no, one. Yeah. But I think that... If but it's our job on the podcast to yeah. make annoying comments about who we think should be in yeah. it besides them. If there's any one of these honors that I think could easily have somebody as an alternative, I think it would be this one because yeah. I think Christian McCaffrey... Could definitely deserve it. They should have just given out two offensive player of the years. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> two. Just I'm kidding. Wide in the range. No, because then it doesn't make it as important. But all right, this one, literally, you can't argue it because, well, he got voted unanimous MVP, which is the second time ever. Who was the first one? Do you know? No. TB12. Oh, shocking. I don't remember exactly what year, but it was the year he went off and they won a Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. One of the that. six years he won the Super yeah. Bowl. So <laughs> but, anyways. Lamar Jackson, my God, Showtime Jackson, one MVP, deservingly so. I agree. I mean, I am upset for him and sad for him that their playoff appearance didn't go as well as they wanted it to, Next but year. regular season-wise, you cannot argue it for a single second because everything he did, every time he touched the ball, something impressive and something magical happened, so... Yeah. I mean, no questions asked. There's no yeah. date who deserved it more. No, not at all. I mean, we don't even need to talk about it because no. literally, hands down... He was the most exciting player I've ever seen play in the NFL, probably in a very long time, probably since Vic. And I know that's stupid because he always gets compared to Vic, but I mean... I mean, he was exciting too. No, yeah. What he was able to do in his generation of time is something that I think Lamar is going to do. And I think that Lamar is going to just transcend the game in a whole different way in the next few years. So I'm excited to see him play, excited to see him hopefully get a chance to win a Super Bowl. Let Jimmy G win one in the next three years first, and then <laughs> yeah. you can have yours. Uh, no, I'm just kidding, man. Um, no, you're not. <laughs> I'm not, actually. <laughs> yeah. I need this to happen. Come on, Jimmy G, damn it. But, uh, all right, so I'm, I'm excited. I think that it's kind of cool to see a new core, if you will, earn these awards because yeah. you really don't see – I mean, you really don't see many of the older, older players, in parentheses, yeah. win these awards this year, and that just goes to show you that the next generation is kind of up and coming, which is something that we've talked about a lot. Yeah. I agree. I mean, not only did the up-and-coming generation just win the Super Bowl, even if it would have gone one way or the other, it was a younger generation quarterback with younger generation talent around them. But then, like you said, all these awards, too, went to younger generational talents, too. So it's also fun to see them overlap, like, with the Michael Thomas. His quarterback is Drew Brees, and to see those two kind of overlap from two different generational pools is fun to watch. But it's good to know we have good talent coming up behind everybody we've been used to seeing too so yeah the nfl is in good hands but that's going to lead us into making some picks for this upcoming episode and that is this segment that we have is called gg picks if you guys don't know what that is go hit up our social media outlets facebook and instagram gg talk sports you can kind of see all the picks that we make and all the crazy choices that we uh that we always decide to make but um all right, so we're going to get into the NBA first. We have the 76ers taking on the Miami Heat. The 76ers are sitting at 31-19 and 19 currently, and the Miami Heat are 33-15. and 15. It's okay. in Miami, let me say that. Yeah, so I'm going to pick Miami because I think that the 76ers have, I mean, they're just, I keep saying it every single time we pick a game of theirs, is they're just kind of inconsistent. They go for a little spree, and then they drop off, and they go for a little spree, and then they drop off, and I just think... Playing in Miami against a Miami team that is playing super strongly and still continually improving, I'm going to pick Miami. 
Yeah, I picked Miami as well. I think Joel Embiid is still kind of recovering from that surgery. I think he had surgery, right? Yeah, on his finger. Yeah, on his yeah. finger. So I think that, one, the 76ers are kind of in a lull right now. I think they're trying to figure out their identity with Embiid out, with Embiid in. So, yeah, I think Miami is just... I really love Miami this year. <laughs> I'm a big a Miami Heat fan, so I'm going to go Miami on this one. And then we have the Bucks taking on the Pelicans. And the only reason we're picking this game is because it's Zion coming back against Giannis. I know, and I think what we've seen of Zion has been extremely impressive, once again, impressive, but he has been making a good impact on his team. I think we have talked about this a few times that we're hoping it's not at the expense of some other players on the team. They're definitely <coughs> Brandon just, Ingram, please God don't. They're definitely still trying to figure out exactly how that team works with Zion in the, in the lineup. I think over time, he'll definitely have a bigger impact, and especially as he plays more minutes too, he'll definitely have a, bi- a bigger impact. So because of that, and just because of them still trying to figure it out, I'm going to pick the Bucks, who are clearly the more seasoned and just better team. You don't think Giannis is going to be uh, in a little daze after the whole Super Bowl halftime show? <laughs> yeah, that's what he said. I almost got him in trouble. <laughs> um, no, I think the Bucks win as well. I think that it's a close game. The The Pelicans have been playing everybody close recently yeah, with have. Zion in the lineup. So I think this is going to be a good one. I think it could go either way because it's in New Orleans. But personally, the Bucks are just more experienced, and they're just the better team. Yeah. But that leads us into our third and final NBA pick, and that is Portland going into Denver, taking on the Nuggets. All right, Dame Dollar has been on one lately. Yeah. So he's averaged, like, I think it's pretty close to 50 points in the past, like, four games yeah, or something like that. Or games. I think he has over four, what is it? He has over four 50-point games this yeah. year already. Yeah. And if he continues to do that at the pace he does, he might make a case for MVP. I agree. And he said himself that he's never felt this sort of rhythm ever before in his career. So it's been kind of crazy to watch the few games that he's been having these crazy performances because he can pretty much shoot it from anywhere and he makes it. He's shot crazy threes. He's yeah. had layups. But at the same time, like you said, he's still assisting and he's still like getting everybody else involved too, which is why they can actually be like win the games they've been playing rather than him just having impressive scoring. He's also getting people involved, which actually allows them to win. So I think I'm going to pick them just because of the flow that he's in. But it's a smart pick because Denver's yeah. banged up. Yeah. I like, I'm like. i picking the same thing as you. I'm going Portland because, one, I think that Portland's going to start to kind of catch a rhythm real quick, catch a little flow. I mean, they, they're now up to the ninth position, so they're getting closer to playoff roles. They're a scary 7 or 8 seed. Let me yeah, just say that. I, I would not want to play them at a 7 or 8 seed. No. Especially if they have to play Houston. I would love to see that matchup. No That's way Houston not. makes even the top three, in my personal opinion. But we'll see if they Five. do. Um, but yeah, I think that what Damian Lillard has been able to do over this little stretch of time, it really started after he hit that first triple-double of his whole entire career, Yeah, which is kind of crazy that he had his first triple-double of his whole entire career, kind of this late in his career when yeah. Steph Curry had one in his very rookie year. Um, but with that being said, I'm really impressed with what he's been able to do. I love how they're, they're kind of, they're really starting to catch a flow and a rhythm as a team. Carmelo's finally catching his groove in the team. He's kind of figuring out what he needs to do to help them be successful, whether that's scoring, defending, rebounding, whatever. Um, and, man, CJ, CJ McCollum's such a good dude. Yeah, I agree. He really is. Yeah. I just love the way that he was cheering MVP. Yeah. Um, but, all right. Well, that was pretty boring because we literally picked the exact <laughs> yeah. same team for every single game. So I'm sorry to everybody, but if you guys have 
disagreeing opinions, make sure you hop on over to our Instagram because on GG Talk Sports, we always post a post with our pics of the episode and we love to have your feedback and your comments on if you disagree with us. Or you can always tell us you agree with us, too. <laughs> We're not going to deny that. We'll never say no to getting a compliment. Yeah. But, all right, we have two more picks, and this is just going to be college basketball. We got one men's game because it's your old school. We have Auburn going to Arkansas, into Arkansas Stadium. Do you think Arkansas gets the upset? I'll make my decision first. That way everybody doesn't think I'm copying you this episode since you're kind of catching up to me. Well, actually, we're tied, technically. Literally tied. Oh, true. Um, I'm going to go Auburn because, one, no offense to the Hogs. Yeah. It's Auburn, and they've been playing really well. The way that they handled Kentucky, I was pissed, but I was like, ooh, okay, Auburn's the real deal oh. again. So yeah, she <laughs> called it, damn it. So anyways, yeah, I go Auburn. I think that they win. I would make it, honestly, a statement that it might not even be close. Yeah, I'm going to pick Auburn too, which I know are just continuing, continually being boring, but I'm going to pick Auburn because I think Arkansas is a good team, but I think that they... There will be a really good team next year. Yeah. I don't think that they're a great team yet this year, so that's why I'm going to pick Auburn, too, even though it's at Arkansas. I mean, yeah, Auburn has firepower, so I, yeah. Yeah. But, all right, the women's matchup, though, this is going to be a hell of a game. So if you guys aren't watching this or didn't know that they're about to play, we have the number three Oregon Ducks going in to the number four Yukon Huskies. I mean, this is going to be one hell of a game. I'll make my pick, and I'm only going to make my pick because... It's probably going to be. We're probably going to agree. We're going to agree yeah. because I'm a big fan of hers. And just after the whole just recent passing of the Bryants and all that stuff, I think that Sabrina Ionescu is going to go off. Yeah, I think I agree. that she's playing this season for Kobe. I, I think that she is just – I also think that she may be – I heard somebody else say this. I don't know who it is, so I'm, I apologize for not giving credit where it's due. But I heard somebody say that she might be the best pick-and-roll player our dog disagreed with me, guys. I'm sorry. But I heard somebody say that she might be the best pick-and-roll player in all of basketball. Yeah. I mean, I could totally see it. And I think she's one of the most impressive basketball players in general across both men's and women's as well this year. And I think she is – I know that there was a lot of conversation about continuing and growing the women's, like, basketball as a sport. And I think she will be a key figure in helping to do that. Um, as she goes into professional, but for now, I think she's just going to continue to dominate as an Oregon duck. Yeah, for sure. I think that Oregon gets the win, so you agree with me? Agreed. Okay, so that kind of concludes our GG picks. If you guys disagree, if you agree, go hit up our social media channels, Instagram and Facebook, GG Talk Sports. We've said it a lot, so hopefully you wouldn't <laughs> yeah. follow us, but anyways, <laughs> it's been a fun, anyways, it's been a fantastic episode. I really enjoyed kind of Eh, did I really enjoy saying congratulations to the Chiefs? I did, but I didn't because I wanted my pick to be right. I know. But at the end of the day, it was a fantastic Super Bowl to watch. Do we need to talk about the halftime show to end this? Because they kind of killed it too. Shout out to J-Lo. Shout out to uh, Shakira. 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 <laughs> yeah, they did an awesome job. Honestly, I mean, those dancers are impressive. If only I could emulate just a small <laughs> amount of that, that would be great. But I know it's not going to happen, but they were both super impressive. And, I mean... They just have some great songs, too, so it's kind of cool to have them both it's there. It's crazy to just, it's crazy to listen to them and then be like, man, I listened to them like 10 years ago and they sound the exact same. I know. And they also look the exact same. Yeah, that too, <laughs> which is also impressive. Which is crazy impressive, but all right. Anyways, that's going to wrap up episode 18 of GG Talk Sports. We appreciate everybody and anybody that listens to this. And don't forget to leave a review, share it with your friends if they like sports or 
you know, if you guys just enjoy it, share it with anybody and let's see if they listen too. So thank you guys so much for the time and we hope that you guys watch some sports. Bye.